you want to be hardcore, you want to be extreme, well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes, and please be drunk when you hear it. Fuck? Do you like to fuck? It just money shots uh, chairs all over there. Those guys with bang bus think they're a good deal. Dude. My dick is small. What's up, Drunk Marks and Drunk Marquettes? Welcome to this week's episode of Drunk Wrestling History. I'm your designated host, Adam, and they are the Drunk Wrestling Historians. This is Eddie. I'm drunk, I'm old, I'm fucking tired, and I work with fucking children. And this is Scott, the man of a thousand and four drinks. Thank you all very much for joining us. This is our first recording of 2023. So... Yay us. We're doing things. Trying new things. Cheering sound effect. (laughs) New year, new beer. (laughs) Nice. I do have two brand new beers right next to me. And we will find out what they are in a sec. But uh, first off, head over to whatamaneuver.net. Get those Drunk Wrestling History t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, and onesies. Uh, New year. Try some new attire. FFS. Get a fucking shirt. Buy a fucking shirt. And you could do that at whatamaneuver.net. All right. What drinks and do if we you have? Want a, and oh, if, you, yeah. if you want a beanie, hit us up. And uh, Scott's supposed to talk to the beanie broad at some point, And hopefully someday he'll do it. Mm-hmm. Ashley, I'm sorry we're taking so long. <laughs> Wait, who's Ashley? She's a listener who uh, who hit me up about it when we first mentioned it. And right away said she'd buy two of them. And then like a week ago, she hit me up again and was like, hey, what's up with the beanies? I said, Damn, I she's going to buy two? Well, one for her and one for her boyfriend. Oh, I see. Uh, you know what would go great with the beanie is uh, either a Drunk Wrestling History tank top mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. a Drunk Wrestling History women's cut shirt or a Drunk Wrestling History men's cut shirt or all of the above. Absolutely. You're taking care of Ashley and the whole family. That's awesome. And if I don't, and you know what, if I haven't mentioned it, I can't remember since if it was since last recording or not. Um, thank you to Ted for buying a hoodie. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Oh, Adam, you're not frozen. Okay, I think oh. you're frozen. Oh, that shit I, does happen on the show regularly. Yeah, <laughs> I love that movie. One of the three of us is like stuck in limbo. Yeah, I know. We already had that issue earlier. We we, we should be good now. All good. Should. So, okay, we'll find um, out. What do we got to drink? Okay, I am drinking. Well, I'm drinking. I've got two things going on. One is a beer that is here for a special uh, occasion that we'll get. I shouldn't call it a special occasion, but for a purpose that we'll get to in a minute. Um, but my regular beer. For the episode is the Misfits Fiend Lager that you got for me, Adam. Yay. Uh, Very nice. I really like this beer a lot. It's a really good, you know, for a lot. Lagers are not my favorite types of beers by far because most of them are fairly flavorless. But this one's really good. Sweet. Very nice. And I've got uh, from Cellar Maker, Adam, this one is also from you. This is Dank Statement, a West Coast triple IPA. And uh, Eddie, it's hopped with mosaic strata... Sim Citra hops. 
something Mosaic like that. Strata Citra hops, yeah. And uh, Simcoe and Centennial as well. So okay. they uh, they really beefed it up with some hops. So it's I assume it's very hoppy tasting. It is very hoppy it's got tasting. Some, it's, it's got a nice bi- uh, bitterness to it. Yes, it is a dank yeah. statement indeed. Right. That's one of us drank that before when I talked about that dude Dan Kolinsky that I went to school with who called himself Dank would write his always na- he would always write his name as Dank. Well, this is a different Dank. This is Dank statement. I forget what the other one was, but it was a different can. But it was oh, also okay. had Dank in the title. I wonder if Sasha Banks has ever drank this. Uh, good question. Yeah. Good. Well, oh, you not. mean uh, Monet or Mercedes uh, Monet? Mercedes Monet, right? It should have just been Mercedes Money. That would have been a cooler name. Uh, who cares? Yeah, well, I mean, I care. She shows up in AEW. Adam's probably going to see her at the New Japan show. <laughs> Marks. I'm going to the New Japan fuck, show? F- fuck that, dude. I don't know. Assumed you were. Fuck that, dude. I'd be going to that if we didn't have tickets for Anthrax that night. Well, you know, matches that take place in San Jose don't get five stars. They only get like four. I'll see. No, I'm- no. They get they get extra stars because Meltzer can drive. <laughs> <laughs> I think the one I'm trying drive- to get to is uh, Rampage. I'll check out New Japan and see if that works out. Uh, yeah, well, let me know. Well, never mind. We'll talk about this off, well, off the podcast. I, I have your information. We'll arrange. You have my information. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I anyway. learned the best words from Scott. I've got going old school with dad's root beer. Very nice. Well done. Yeah. Was well, it dads and barks? They don't market, but they just sell like they're just steady where they are and, and living lives. Yeah. All right. Uh, first, first off, uh, Eddie and I uh, unlocked a big achievement re- uh, somewhat recently. This was about an anal. A- <laughs> you he what? It came no, out of your what? Oh, that wasn't recent. Oh, oh, no, I understand. No. Okay. Uh, so try, try this happened up. not, I would say, not even an hour after our last recording. Uh, we did multiple episodes, including our New Year's clip show. Eddie and I have been blocked by Ryback. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's. I was like, where? I have yeah. no idea where you're going with this. Yep. yep. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. We so insulted now- him enough with the roast to where he blocked our asses. And it took like a year. I have no idea why. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? That episode's hella old. No. So, oh, uh, what was it? All right. And literally anytime on Twitter that Ryback is trending, I just start uh, reposting uh, the link to the roast of Ryback, which by the way, all of you can check out wherever you get your podcast. Okay. So, so you got us blocked. I, I'm, Very good. Yeah. And like. I, I didn't even say anything like, uh, hey, listen to this idiot, which, which or anything. I literally <laughs> just post the link. And then then uh, I think uh, I think it was Eddie or maybe somebody else uh, tagged Ryback on it. Uh, block. <laughs> oh, that's saw, awesome. saw, the, saw the title of the episode. Block. So achievement unlocked. And by the way, in that roast, I said nice things about Ryback. You did. I did did. say very nice things about him and how vegan diets are actually really good for you. You should actually look into it, but uh, that oaf is never going to hear it again unless uh, more of you start, uh, you know. Tagging him. Yeah, tagging him and telling (laughs) him that there's this funny-ass roast. And then maybe you should laugh at yourself once in a while. I just saw Rich Voss perform last week, and he he was poking fun at me for having caveman-like hair funniest shit ever so yeah if ryback can't laugh at himself then ugh, what an oath. that hair is fairly neanderthal it it is yeah yeah you do you look like early man 
<laughs> Thank God I don't walk around in a loincloth, though. Early? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're anything but early. <laughs> and Ryback's like, these motherfuckers could have roasted Virgil. Why did I make their list? No, we tributed Virgil. <laughs> that's true, we did. Which, which since you, okay, since you're on Virgil, I got a tweet from JC, who is uh, known for his Virgil story. And uh, he told me that he's been trying to leave a review on iTunes for the show. And uh, for whatever reason, it just won't let him. And I don't know if something's going on because we haven't gotten a review in like a year. Come on, Tim so, Apple. Um, so for any one of you who listens to the show every week and hasn't left us a review, shame on you. Um, you must be so embarrassed. But um, thank you to Jay. So maybe something, maybe people have tried to leave him and they just don't show up because JC said he's tried it like three times and it just doesn't show up. Ryback so told Apple to block our reviews. As well. <laughs> that could be, could be, yeah. Ryback's yeah. at war um, with everybody. <laughs> so he tried it again this week. It's still not there, but he screenshotted it and sent it to me. So I always read the reviews. So the subject of it is buy a freaking shirt. And then, <laughs> nice. then he goes to, on to say, do you love wrestling? Do you love drinking? Do you like senseless babbling and tangents? If so, this is the podcast for you. I've listened to the two and a half hosts babble and stumble through each and every episode of Drunk Wrestling History and loved every damn minute of it. The knowledge of wrestling, the drunken antics, and accidental piss spillages will have you in absolute <laughs> awe. Not to mention, if you buy a Drunk Wrestling History shirt, you will get all the poon you can handle while wearing it, unless you are Adam. There's no, poon, there's no poon for Adam. So if you think any of this sounds badass, sit back, relax, and, meet, and, and make a meat sauce slammer and enjoy some Drunk Wrestling History. Dude, that's a badass review. That is yeah, awesome. Great, yeah, excellent review. I don't know about senseless yeah. tangents. But, uh, no, we would never go on a senseless tangent. Senseless? Come that on. Sound like us. That um, review <laughs> itself should be a fucking shirt. So we'll see. <laughs> That'll be our next shirt. We'll put it on the back. Um, next thing, and then we got a tribute to do, but the next thing I want to um, do is just say hi and thank you. And God damn, we've already gone 10 minutes, although the first minute or, minute or so was fooling around with Mike Jones, I guess. So we're probably only at nine. Um, just to our international listeners, I want to say hi and thank you to our listeners in Canada, the UK, Puerto Rico, Germany, Virgin, Puerto Rico, that's appropriate for this episode. The US Virgin Islands, New Zealand, the United States minor outlying islands, Australia, Ireland, Sweden, Thailand, and that one dude in India. Thanks, that one dude in India. Thank you, one dude. And the dude in the United States major outlying uh, islands. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. A place. And especially in Puerto Rico for this episode. And the other thing we want to do before we get started, and we'll make this quick, is, um, and this is going to be fun, um, we lost two wrestling-related people since our last recording. The first one is Don West, who I buried on our TNA episode and that I made a, which I thought was a pretty clever joke about him in the roast. Um, but even though I was never a huge Don West fan, I do recognize what he contributed to wrestling. He was a big part of TNA and I was a huge TNA fan back in the day. Yes, he was. Um, and I know he has a lot of fans in the wrestling world. So we just want to say salute. Well, I guess you don't say salute because that means health. You don't say health to a dead guy. Um, Rest in peace to yeah. uh, Don what West. What Don West would say is, buy the beer and make a toast. Yeah, because yeah. he always selling the shit, dude. He yep. made me buy so many fucking sports cards in the late 90s. It wasn't even funny. Shit I didn't even need. That's how you good know. of a salesman he was. And like you said, a huge part of TNA. So uh, here's mm -hmm. to Don West. Mm -hmm. Very enthusiastic yeah. uh, guy. So I love listening to him. Don West, love you. So sip a Misfits beer for him. Here's to you, Don West. 
And then the other one, which just happened yesterday, is uh, Jay Briscoe, which is fucked up. That came out of nowhere. You texted me last night. I was like, you're fucking kidding. And I was. Out, I wish I would have been kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I know how big of a fan you were of the Briscoes. Yeah, I, I was a Briscoes. fan of the Briscoes. I used to watch Ring of Honor when it was on Mark Cuban's channel. Um, I was a big Ring yeah, of Honor fan AXS, uh-huh. for a while. And then it was, yeah, then it was like it went off that channel or I didn't have the channel anymore. Whatever it was, the situation, I lost access to Ring of Honor, but I was way into Ring of Honor for a minute there. Um, we went to that Ring of Honor show, WrestleMania 29 weekend, right? That's the correct, yes. Yeah, and the Briscoes were on that show, right? Uh, okay, so this leads into my interesting note about you as it pertains to Jay Briscoe. Okay. You witnessed his first, because he won it twice, his first heavyweight title win right. in Ring of Honor. You were there for that show. That's right. Well, That's we right. were there for that show. We got to witness that, and it was a hell of a moment. Mark came out afterwards. They did a whole thing. He actually beat Kevin Steen, or as our fans know him, Kevin Owens. Uh, he beat mm-hmm. him in the main event, and it was a great moment for the Briscoes and the family, and it was just it was cool to be a part of that. Very cool. Right, right. Yeah, that was super cool. That was a great show. It really was, dude. Top to bottom, an awesome show. So, yeah. So we talked yesterday. We were like, oh, we'll do a shot for Briscoe. Um, and then I thought, you know what? Maybe chugging an entire beer is more uh, Briscoe appropriate. Absolutely. And you seem to agree. So that's what I'm going to do right now. I have an entire. I took it out of the refrigerator like an hour ago to let it warm up a little so it doesn't give me brain freeze. But um, I'm going to do that. I'm going to slam this entire bottle. or Yeah, an entire bottle of Corona. It's in a glass. I poured it in a glass. I'm going to slam it right now. And I'm recording this. I'm going to put this on um, Twitter or something tonight, probably. Let me screw so, this. So cheers to you, Briscoe. Cheers Here we go. to Jay Briscoe. Here we go. That was awesome. You were like that guy on the man show. No, that guy's way better than I am. Yeah, but I um, mean, he has way more practice than you do, too. That's true. Um, I don't know if I'm still recording. You better be. Do you piss well, on your stuff again? I'm not 100% sure I did record. I don't know. We'll see when we're done, I guess. Wait, no, we're not going to record a whole thing. And then you're like, oh, shit, I didn't record anything. Well, no, but I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, no, no, no. I mean, the video, the video. Oh, the video. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Anyway, gotcha. anyway, anyway, we're almost on 15 minutes. Let's get in the fucking episode. Well, hold on. Before we move into it, let's let's oh. talk Jay Briscoe for a minute because... Oh, I, I mean, a legend in... I would call him a legend in the world of wrestling. I mean, he never made it to like quote-unquote the big show like wwe Mm -hmm. or i mean he was on aew for a minute right on impact for a minute but i don't even know if you could say arguably i think he's the greatest star in ring of honor history oh hell yeah i mean the briscoes as a team by far i mean because they were there from day one but right has two heavyweight title wins right and he was the he was the jeff of the of the you know what i mean he was the jeff hardy of the team yes for sure absolutely Yeah, I would totally agree. He was the biggest star um, that that company's ever had. Absolutely, by without question. You know, he was never like a household name. Um, like Punk or Brian would be like the most famous guys who came out of there, right? But guys right. who were known for Ring of Honor, yeah, it's him. I, for I'm sure, greatest star in the history of Ring of Honor, two-time heavyweight champion. I think it yeah. was a thirteen-time and current Ring of Honor tag team champion. Uh, Thirty-eight years old. A father, an, an amazing performer in the ring, just more left to do in the ring at 38, but yeah. more importantly, more left to do as a father. And yeah. this is absolutely a, a huge tragedy. I hate it so much, but to know as a fan that I got to be there for one of his biggest moments in wrestling, yeah, you as well, Eddie, I can, 
I can look back on that and smile. And a picture went around. Jeff from Fully Posable posted it on our Twitter the other night. Yeah. Uh, from 2014's, it was the year after 29. It was actually at WrestleMania 30 in Louisiana. We went to the Ring of Honor show, got a picture taken with the Briscoes. And Kevin Steen, who was still with Ring of Honor at the time, photobombed the pick. He got his head in between Jay and I and kind of photobombed it. Uh, Mike the Cleaner caught that. Uh, just a fun moment and in a moment of tragedy, it's kind of nice to put a smile on your face a little bit. But uh, all the best to the Briscoe family and Jay is going to be sorely missed in the world of wrestling. Absolutely, yeah. And when I saw that picture on Twitter last night, I responded. I said, three monks, three, three marks and a redneck. <laughs> How dare you call Jeff a redneck? <laughs> yeah, right. It's a name that was never on my radar, but just seeing uh, everyone from each uh, each wrestling platform just share great things about him definitely made an impact and great guys. So love to you even for him. NXT to stop the broadcast and take a moment to recognize him. Yeah, amazing. B- Booker and totally. uh, the other guy. But uh, totally, yes. yeah, yeah. It's really fucked up. It sucks. Yeah, it sucks. yeah it's a but, horrible uh, thing. Love yeah. and comfort to. Uh, Family and friends, uh, definitely. Absolutely, yeah. Adam. And if it turns out the chick who crashed into him was drunk, I guess slamming a beer would probably be in poor taste, but it's well, we, we don't do. know that yet. We don't know that yet, and hopefully we don't know it till after I upload this next week. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm, you keep saying Puerto Rico for this episode. That makes me a little nervous if we're about to have another Unforgiven situation. Oh, no. What do you mean? What do you mean? Okay. Adam, did you review the wrong show? Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's find out. Okay. Are we reviewing the Puerto Rico show? Which because one did I tell I was, which, which one did I tell you to review? The one where Edge cashes in. Oh, yeah. Shit. Okay. So, all right. So I already had this in my notes for later, but we'll get into it now. Um, I thought until after like the third match that that was the show I was watching. Because <laughs> I, in my head, Edge cashed in. This is gold. <laughs> this is gold. Oh, I totally I'm loving fucked every you minute over. of this. This shit happened Adam, I totally again. Fucked you over. I thought I screwed myself over. I didn't realize I fucked you over. I thought that Edge cashed in on the first New Year's Revolution. This is I didn't realize until about halfway through the show that the first New Year's Revolution was 2005. He cashed in on 2006. So I was watching the right one. I was watching the wrong one. Scott and I watched the wrong one. Adam, you watched the right one, I guess. Or I think I told Scott to watch the first one. I told you to watch the one where Edge cashed in and those were not the same one. This is beautiful. Yeah, so Scott, you and I have the same notes. We watched the same show. <laughs> oh my god, dude, this is fantastic, dude! I didn't. It never would have crossed my mind that somebody would have watched the 2006 show. I was just like, oh, okay, whatever. I thought it was the Edge show, but it wasn't, and whatever. Never would have occurred to me that somebody else watched a different show because I can't keep my fucking ears straight. <laughs> oh, this is great. I so, gotta stop. I gotta stop drinking. <laughs> so essentially, what happens is Adam has a set of notes. For New Year's Revolution 2006, <laughs> Eddie and I have notes for New Year's Revolution 2005, which normally Adam drives these episodes, right? Like yeah. he's leading us into the matches. Right. He's giving us Adam. Just go to Wikipedia because you can still like I can say what matches up next <laughs> and have nothing to say. Oh my oh. god, this is fantastic! <laughs> oh, oh, dude! In, in okay. our three years of existence, three plus years, okay. 
So I've mm-hmm. never been more proud of us. So, Oops, I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is really this episode is really about New Year's Revolution 2005 in Puerto Rico. That yes. is correct. Yes. Okay. <laughs> God fucking damn. What was that about sets? Let's uh, tangents and uh, hijinks. Like the review. Oh, JC's it. right on. <laughs> oh, JC tagged it like the perfect review for this episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, go ahead and open Wikipedia. Uh, Tell you what, Adam, while, while you bring that up, I'm going to pee because I know I'm going to have to pee during this episode anyway. So you do that. Um, and if you got if, if it's silence for a minute, I can cut this out. Whatever. I'll do like a little. Um, I'll play a second of Mike Jones. Should I play Mike Jones for a second? Sure. Go ahead and do that, and then I'll talk over it. I'll play Mike Jones. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Here we go. Okay, so Eddie's a- gone. So for for the listeners that are that are still with us, that haven't <laughs> checked out already because we don't know what fucking show we're reviewing, Eddie used to keep pee bags at his desk. So in times like this when he's got to go because Eddie has the bladder of a three-year-old, that guy pisses like every five minutes. He used to keep pee bags from work at his desk. So when we'd record, if he had to go, he'd pee into the pee bag. The reason he doesn't do that anymore is because at the conclusion of one of our past episodes, he wanted to show us the pee bag, like as evidence that, hey guys, I peed during the show. Like it's important that we know he used it. Exactly, like we weren't gonna believe him either way. This guy fucking squeezes the pee bag on accident, gets piss on his mixer, and screws up the audio on the next episode that we recorded. He had to replace his mixer. I think, I I think, I don't know 100%, but I think he sent that mixer back to Amazon and got a replacement for it. All right, so I'm he's back. like, he, he's like the R. Kelly of handling mixers. What, he pee on a mixer? Oh, me? Oh, you're talking about me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm explaining to the listeners why you don't have pee bags at your desk anymore. I'm not allowed. Right. Yeah, I got in trouble. Right. Yeah. The destroyer of mixers. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, Adam, do you have the Wikipedia? I have it. This episode's going to be interesting. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, I might as well say this walk. now. So, in New Year's Revolution 2006, uh, there was a part where... Shelton Benjamin's mom shows up. He's looking for food for Shelton. Viscera shows up uh, while she's bent over. Says, mm, I want a slice of that sweet chocolate pie. <laughs> Viscera was so smooth. Adam, Adam got chocolate pie. <laughs> so I'm gonna be eating this chocolate pie in a episode that's not relevant <laughs> for, for no reason. No, no, not no reason. There's never. There's always a good reason to have chocolate pie around. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Because one way or another, it's from Nations. Pie is delicious. <laughs> yes, Nations pie is the best. Well done, Adam. Okay. I applaud your efforts, dude. All right. Let's get this shit over with. This uh, <laughs> this week's episode that yeah. takes place in the year of our lord 2005 at Coliseo de Puerto Rico in San Juan, Puerto Rico uh, this is New Year's Revolution 2005 this is a raw branded pay-per-view 
Let me see if I could pull up any quick uh, drunk facts about this place. Go ahead. I'll be right back. I'm just grabbing my mouse. Um, okay. It was... First Latin America pay-per-view? That's true. Uh, first major show was Van Halen in 2004. Oh. Oh, okay. so this is a new arena. It's yeah. brand new. Oh, that's why they went there, because it was a brand new arena. Because it was kind of weird. It's the only show they've done in Puerto Rico. Only TV they've yeah. done. I don't think they've ever... Yeah, so I don't think they've ever done a Raw or SmackDown, but definitely the only pay-per-view they've ever done. Broke ground in 1998, uh, completed or officially opened in uh, on September 4th, 2004. And took six years to build an arena. <laughs> apparently. And not even nine days later, first major show is Van Halen. Okay. So, yeah, that's a drunk fact. Look at you uh, coming through at, uh, on a... In a pinch. Improv, baby. Yeah. What's Scott doing? Scott's walking around. Oh, sorry. I had to get into the beer. Oh, okay. Very good. See, I brought an extra upstairs with me. I think ahead. Nice. All right. Um, so Puerto Rico is an interesting place to do it because there's a Puerto Rico has a lot of uh, wrestling history. Um, there's been a territory. So Carlito's dad has run the territory in, in Puerto Rico. I think he still does, but I could be wrong because he's got to be like 95 years old. Um, but he was the guy who ran the territory there for years. And kind of every big star would go through there. Um, Bruiser Brody was huge in Puerto Rico. Um, Dutch Mantel was huge in Puerto Rico. He was one of those guys who spent a lot of time there. Um, and Puerto Rico is notorious for having like violent fans, like crazy, insane fans. Like You were mentioning you that about... one, they'd heat up nickels and throw it at people. <laughs> no, they would hold, no, they would, no, they would hold it in pliers heat it up with a lighter and stick guys with oh, it as they walk fuck. down the aisle. That's yeah, even like, worse. Right, like, yeah, stick it into your arm and shit. They would do shit like that. And um, throwing cups of pee was, like, very common. I've heard that. Everyone who's ever worked in Puerto Rico has told stories about that. So Puerto Rico was known to be a crazy-ass place to work, but a lot of guys worked there. You know, like, a lot of the big stars, Flair went there, you know, all those, the old territory guys who went to all the territories, that was one of the NWA territories. So um, it was never one of the biggest ones just by virtue of being in Puerto Rico, you know what I mean? Although there are a lot of people there, but they don't have a huge number of big cities like the way, uh, you know, the Northeast does or something. But anyway, I thought it was a really interesting place to do a pay-per-view. So getting into it, um, the stage is really cool. They put palm trees up there and they have like Puerto Rican flags hanging the way they do. Like when they go to England, they put up the um, the Union Jacks on the stage, you know, yep. um, and they put a phone booth in a taxi here. They did the palm trees. So it was really cool. I liked it a lot. I thought it was really, it made, it made it unique. It just gave it a different feel. And it was a new pay-per-view. It was brand new. This is the first one they ever did. So it was really cool for him to go someplace unique like that. Yeah. And you mentioned Cups of Piss. Corey Graves actually tried to get booked on this show, but uh, they didn't take him. It's too bad. What about yeah. Carmella? I don't know. <laughs> well, there definitely would have been a spot for her on the show. And we'll we'll come to that. <laughs> for sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Your your opening match was for uh, the World Tag Team Championship. The champions entering is Eugene and William Regal taking on Christian and Tyson Tomko. Eugene. So you got, yeah, Eugene, right? He's in a title match. I, I still haven't figured out his Curtain character. jerker. 
What do you mean you haven't figured out his character? You know exactly what his character is. No, I okay, I understand what the gimmick is, right? But did he start out as a joke because Vince McMahon has a sick fucking sense of humor? Yes. He's like, let's bring out this guy that's special needs and people are going to laugh at him and they're going to taunt him and we'll put him on TV every week. The people are going to fucking hate him. But then the people take to him. And at the end of his career, like this guy is like super decorated. I don't... I don't think that was Vince's intention. I think Vince expected him to get over right away. He thought that think the crowd Vince, was going to love him. I think so, yeah, because he came out right away and was beating guys and right away could wrestle, was like really good in the ring. You know what I mean? I think he they didn't he had this gimmick but they didn't portray him in the ring as like a clown. Not I mean not that much. They did in this match and we'll get to that, but no, I think his I think I think he turned out the way Vince intended. Really? See, I can't I can't figure it out. If this yeah. is exactly what Vince wanted with this guy, or Vince just kind of threw him out there as a joke because he thought that special needs was like hilarious. I mean, Vince is a horrible fucking person, right? Like <laughs> he thought that that was hilarious and was just like, let's throw him out there and it'll just be another character to throw against the wall and see what sticks. Like, or did Eugene just ended up like organically connecting with the fans and they're like, well, shit, let's fucking stick a rocket on this guy and see what happens. Like, I mean, now that you say it, it does the way when you say it like that, it does sound a little like something Vince would do. Oh, totally. I mean, he had fucking uh, Triple H bang a corpse, right? Like, right. The whole Katie Vick thing, like that's Vince's sick fucking sense of humor. Yeah, Vince was like at a Make a Wish and came up with this shit. Yeah, <laughs> like Vince is at a Make a Wish, standing in the corner laughing. Yeah, like the Cena guy's onto something. <laughs> yeah, Let's right. make a character out of this fucking kid. Yeah. Like, I I could just see that going through Vince's thought process. That's how I've never been able to really figure out the Eugene character. Like, was this supposed to happen? Or was it just supposed to be a big joke for Vince to get his rocks off? You know, I, yeah. I don't know. But look, Nick Dinsmore, the guy that portrayed Eugene, huge fucking talent. He was great. He was great. I mean, he yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. Whatever the situation was, it worked. It totally worked, dude. Yeah, you, know, and you could see the crowd way. connect with him when he came out. So yeah. kudos to Nick Dinsmore for getting that character over. Mm-hmm. So kind of right off the bat, um, we're a half hour into the show. Um, kind of, <laughs> I thought this was going to be a short one, too. You always um, think that. I know. Kind of right off the bat, King says Eugene forgot to pay his brain bill. Forgot to pay his brain bill. This <laughs> is uh. a fucking dumb Jerry Lawler joke. but Right, but you can hear Vince in his ear like, God damn it, tell him he forgot to pay his brain bill. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, Regal and Christian start the match out and uh, Regal tags out to Eugene pretty quickly Eugene gets in and he gives Christian a wedgie so this is <laughs> oh, how you jerk no the curtain way. in Puerto Rico right right, right. yeah comedy yeah. then he does the junkyard dog headbutts to Christian while he's down yep. and then he pretends to pee on him like an actual dog would right and Christian sells it and the crowd goes banana yeah, yeah Christian the, sells the it right? loves like, Eugene dude right right um, Christian tags out fuck this and actually right my next note is Puerto Rico loves Eugene yeah um, then we get a like a kind of a wide shot and I realize the announce desk is in the corner which looks weird but it's in the corner because of the chamber you know they had I was like right. why, I was like why is that big empty space here I was like oh right because the uh, chamber so it just kind of looks room. weird yeah yeah um, he'll take control after Eugene gets a near fall and they start working his ass over and Christian is comp- in complete dick mode he's slapping him on top of the head like he's in there, he's like just been bullying, bullying him. You know what I mean? Like the way yeah, someone, yeah. yeah, he's like the douchebag at school who like fucks with the kids who get off the short bus. Right. You know what I mean? Right. He's that Yeah. Guy. He's like, he's like Nelson from the Simpsons, just being a fucking right. punk. Um, Eugene hulks up, but then he tags out, which was kind of weird. Like it was kind of a hot tag, but it wasn't very hot. 
Yeah. You know, kind of like you sort of think he's going to start kicking kicking ass, but he does. He tags out. He was it was kind of weird. Yeah. Um, and the Regal comes in. He starts whipping ass, but then Tomko takes over. And now we get a beat down. Um, now they're getting heat on uh, Regal. And then Regal had Regal. I totally forgot about this. Regal broke his nose the previous Monday on Raw. And it's oh, is that again. why he got color in this one? Because it yeah. broke open again? Okay. Yeah, because JR starts talking about it and he's saying like, I forget how he's phrasing, but it was something along the lines of like, I think he broke his nose again. And I was like, broke his nose again? When did he break his nose? So I looked it up and he had broken it on Monday. So this is the following Sunday. And I was like, can you break your nose again? Like a week later? Or is or it just stay like broken? Fragile it's and it's in another place. Easy. You know what I mean? It's just, it's broken. Like, it's still broken. Yeah, it's still you broken, know? so it just bleeds yeah. out easy. So it's kind of weird, but that's why, I guess he, I didn't see what actually happened to him, but if your nose has already been broken, you know, like, it doesn't take much. It wouldn't take much to work to bleed again, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, And the Regal's working his way to the corner. He's going for the tag. He's trying to get the fuck out of there. And right when he gets to the corner, Christian um goes outside the ring and he jerks, um he jerks Eugene off the apron, which is great heel <laughs> fucking work. I love that. Eugene off. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we end up with the double down and Regal goes to the wrong corner, which I can't remember ever seeing that in a tag team match before. Uh, oops. Yeah, but is it like, you know what I mean? I think he's selling the broken nose because JR saying like he can't see, his eyes are watered up, he can't oh, see Oh, yeah, he's that doing. makes sense. Okay, yeah. It was really, it was actually pretty cool and I don't know if that was something that Regal came up with like on the fly. Because obviously he didn't mean for his nose to get busted open. Right, right. But maybe that was just Regal thinking on his feet, which was pretty cool. I thought that was actually really... I don't know if that the plan going into the match was he was going to do that or he just thought it up when he was in the ring, but it was really cool. I like that a lot. He probably called that in the ring. Yeah, that's... You know, Regal's super, you know... You know how he is. Yeah, got a brain for this shit. Um, so eventually... So Tomko charges him in the corner, misses. Regal gets the tag. It's still a fairly cold tag. You know what I mean? It's not a good... It was just kind of a shitty, like they're working toward the hot tag and it just really, to me, was fell flat. But the crowd did pop for Eugene. And uh, he comes in, goes crazy, cleans house for a minute, but then he does a drop kick and when he comes down on it, I don't know if it was, he he fucked his knee up when he jumped or if he landed on it weird. He didn't look, looking at it, he didn't seem to land on it weird, so it's hard to tell. But you know, I think he did it in the air, like he, he extended his leg too far maybe and it was like a hyperextension. Well, okay, so he ended up with um, a ruptured patellar ligament is what it was. So I don't know if you can do that by just extending your leg. Yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean. Not something I want to try. Well, I mean, like I do karate kicks in my bedroom all the time and I've never ruptured my patellar ligament. What are you karate kicking? I don't want to talk about it. I understand. But um, so I don't know. I don't really know. But whatever it was. Questions um, to ask Carissa later. You have her information. Got it. Um. He he goes down. He's holding his knee. Um, I think Christian pushes Regal out of the ring, and then Eugene very sloppily rolls up Tomko for the win. It was like a worse roll up than Stone Cold on Owen. I was just gonna say if you had to like picture Parrot. it, picture Stone Cold rolling up Owen after getting his neck broke, but worse. But worse, exactly. Yeah, Stone Cold did a better roll up with a broken neck. You <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, so it was a weird match, weird finish. It was the whole match just. None of it ever clicked to me. It just seemed like they were always, they had like two hot tags and neither of them worked really well. It was just, I don't know if it was a chemistry thing or they didn't, I don't know what it was. Just uh, the match to me was just, the whole time was weird and then it ends up with Eugene fucking his knee up. I'm watching I'm that pin right now. Tomko could have gotten out of that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I and that was not a big yeah. stack up on him. 
Yeah, yeah. and it, see, it looks bad, right? To the point where we're talking about what a shitty finish. I wonder if Eugene knew how bad the injury was. Like, sometimes I think that they should end these things in the ring to just be like, look, this guy's injured. They should not win. The title should not change hands or it should change hands. Let's just call it in the ring and have a title change. Like in the case of Owen versus Stone Cold, don't have right. a title change hands because Stone Cold's neck is fucking broken. In the case of Eugene blowing out his patella, like, let's have a title change because these guys are not injured and Eugene is clearly hurt, going to be out an extended amount of time. Call it in the ring. Let's let's fucking change the title. Yeah, right. And I, it seemed like that was the finish. Like the finish was what it was supposed to be. So I think it yes. went from him fucking up his knee to the match and the, the ending coming up right away. So there probably wasn't even time for that. Um, the yeah, Stone but the referee one, should be able to call it in the ring. The referee's not booking. You know what I mean? The referee's not making making the call. Like, hey, but no, if he you're sees an injury now. like that, you know. But like, you don't I know if the guy's hurt. He could wise, fucking, he could, I could no, 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 no. You don't know. He could walk it off. You know what I mean? He could be fine the next day. And now the referee. No, a referee's not yeah. making a call like that. That's why they have a headpiece. I mean, not, that's, not that that's why, but that's one of the upsides to that. The Stone Cold one, I don't know if they had an um, earpiece at that point. You might that was be right. so long ago they might not have had that so even if they wanted to make that call they might not have been able to tell the referee that that quickly anyway yeah yeah you know? you're right yep. but um but i'm glad you brought that up because then we're moving on to the next match but before the next match christy hammy and her forehead are at the pool <laughs> five head dude or five head and then Edge is in the back telling Christian he has an idea for Christian to become world champ and Christian's like I don't want to have anything to do with you Edge Get up off this. Yeah, get off my coattails. Yeah, and that's kind of it. It, w- it wasn't a whole lot. It, was, it had a brief encounter, and that was the end of that. Speaking of brief, on on that roll-up, you see uh, Tyson Tomko's ass. So. Oh, I'm going to go back and watch that and pause it. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, thank you, Adam. No problem. I mean, uh, I'm giving you live reaction. So, yeah. Uh, next match is... Uh, for the WWE Women's Championship. Lita is the champion taking on Trish Stratus. On paper, this could be match of the night. Absolutely, yeah. It could totally but, be match of the night because the two of them had such great chemistry. They were always good oh, in the ring together. Absolutely. Um, yeah, the, so before the match, we get a video package and it's fucking great. Yep. And it was like, I haven't watched a lot of this stuff for in a while. I forgot how much I love heel Trish. Oh, she was Heel so was great. She's dude. just such a fucking cunt. You know yeah. what I mean? She's so yeah. good as a as a heel. Um, she told Lita, "You're gonna lose to me just like you lost your baby." Jesus, like, what a shit! What a shitty thing to say. <laughs> you know what I mean? How rude! Yeah, it's just how rude. This is like fucking venomous. Um, <laughs> um, Lita broke Trish's nose, and I think that was in they had that match the previous month where Lita came back and almost she did the dive out of the ring, landed on her face. Oh, bent in half. Bent in half. Yeah, she, she did like a scorpion. Spot, right. Yes. You know, yes. like her legs came over her head. Right. And I think that's a match where Lita or Trish broke her nose, and I was like, man, Trish is talking all the shit, and she came out and talked about you put me in this mask because this one she was wearing the mask, and I was like, she should have said you took this face away from all the fans. Like, you know what I mean? What a just like bitchy thing to say. Yeah. You deprived all the fans of seeing this face. Right. Um, but it might have backfired because the fans might have been like, yeah, you know what, Lita, fuck you. You <laughs> that Lita's the heel. <laughs> yeah. Um, so getting into the match, the first thing I think when Lita comes to the ring is Lita was so fucking cool. Oh, dude, yes. She was like the coolest fucking person in the company. Like, I started thinking we did the F Mary Kill 
um, Valentine's Day episode last year. If we did yes. one where the where if we did one where we played F Mary Kill and the chicks picked the people, I would marry Lita over. I think everyone uh, except well, Stephanie, see, was, maybe except Stephanie, because you know. When I that grouping, her. I believe it was Matt Hardy, Edge, and Lita. Well, obviously, I would marry Lita. Oh, I see. And yeah. who are you banging out of that trio? Edge, for sure. I see. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, any trio, I think I'm marrying Lita. She was just fucking cool, you know? She's just like the chick you want to hang out with. You want to go go fucking, I don't know, go to like the Arno Core show with her. Okay. Okay, but she's vegan, right? Who cares? We don't have to fucking eat the same food. What, you're marrying her? I'm marrying her. So you're going to go to a steakhouse? And like... I could... Then you got Lita like, oh, what do you have that's vegan on the menu? A Beyond salad. Steak. A salad, exactly. Thank you, Adam. Yeah. That's, no. No, you bang Lita, dude. You marry Trish. Maybe you're right. I yeah. didn't think about the vegan thing. Y- yeah. See, mm. deal breaker. I mean, no offense to vegans. But, but Lita, Lita lives in San but Francisco. But offense to Ryback, who's not listening to this fucking episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although Trish lives in Toronto, and that's like my other favorite city, so. All right, I'm gonna have to think about this. What is there to think about, dude? You eat yeah. steak with Trish in Toronto. Married. Hmm. Yeah, this doesn't sound half bad, does it? No, it doesn't. You're okay, maybe you're you're starting to convince me. All right. I don't know what it is. But you started <laughs> you're making, making a lot, lot of sense. sense. <laughs> and if you get that reference, you're awesome. Tweet us if you get it. <laughs> Uh, All I know Trish is I'd is eat stick with someone who I'd fuck or marry. So, yeah. Anyways. Um, like Viscera? No. He gets chocolate pie. Oh, yeah. Chocolate pie, not steak. That's right. <laughs> yeah. um, Trish's gear is awful. It looks like a mm. worker's jumpsuit. It, it, yeah. She's in like brown coveralls. She looks like Billy Joel on the Uptown video, but it's like a shitty, ugly brown. <laughs> It's just an awful color. It's an awful thing. Coveralls suck. I've, I've owned coveralls. I don't like them. I don't like brown. I don't like Maybe it wasn't about... done yet. Like HBK's well, I mean, was... gear in that one elimination chamber, it was like brown and had some shitty hearts patched on there. That was the first elimination chamber. Yeah, I remember that yeah. vividly because I hate that. I just don't like that color of clothes. Yeah, it's awful. Um, so maybe Trisha's yeah. gear wasn't done yet. I don't know, dude. I don't think it was going to be a different color when it was done. Yeah, that's true, but it might have yeah, been so, dressed up a little bit. Yeah, more. the seamstress didn't buy fucking brown fabric and decide to dye it, you know? Yeah. Um, so right away, very like within the first minute or so, Trish is outside the ring. Tr- uh, Lita hits a Luthez press off the apron, and you see her knee kind of buckle under Trish, and it looks bad. Yeah. Um, But I'm not sure. I'm like, is she hurt or is she not hurt? You can't tell because they get back in the ring, and Trish is kind of working that leg. Right. Um. So right away, I'm kind of like, oh, okay. Um, I guess her leg's okay because Trish is kind of, she kicked it, you know. Um, and Trish, like, mounts Lita. She's punching her. She's beating her down in the corner. She's being an asshole. She won't let her get up. And Lita gets up, takes a quick Trish kick, and that's that. Trish wins, and she's new champion. And I think this is a situation where they did call that shit because Lita just won the title from her a month ago. She had so. just won the belt, Yeah. So I think she probably said to the referee, my knee's fucked. I know the referee can't talk to the back. Oh boy. And I didn't see him throw up any, any kind of X. I don't know if they Medical did the people coming out right away. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they kind of just... Could, yeah. I mean, they knew that she... I'm sure they knew that she wasn't supposed to pretend to have a knee injury. Um, so they probably right away were like, shit, her knee's gone. Put Trish over. Yeah. This so changed I, WrestleMania plans too. Um, 
it did, right? Because they were supposed to be the WrestleMania oh. match, and then Trish ended up getting fucking Christy. Yeah, exactly. And then one Christy of the, Hemi with Lita in Christy's corner. Which was one of the worst WrestleMania matches of all time. It might have been uh, the worst. It was because Christy was not ready and Lita was supposed to be a face, but the news broke that she was cheating on Matt Hardy with Edge right before WrestleMania. So the crowd right. was booing the shit out of both of them and cheering right. Trish. Yeah, it was a complete disaster. No, it wasn't. I love Trish. It was a great night. Well, yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, I love Trish at that show. That was when she came out in the old school Hollywood thing with the suspenders and the pinstripes. Yes. Loved yeah. it. Yeah, it was fantastic, dude. And then the faces are getting booed. She's getting cheered. It was a great evening. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. Yeah, Motorhead uh, showed up. It couldn't have gotten any better. Well, when you went to the strip club, it was better. See, I wasn't going to talk about that, but yes. Yeah. Well, we don't need to go into details, but you had a better night than anybody else in that arena probably did. Better morning, too. <laughs> Whoa, I didn't even hear about the morning. Um, They did a good job of salvaging it. You know what I mean? They did what they could with it. They it, didn't just yes. stop the match, but I mean. And you knew Lita was hurt. Right, but it should have been a great match, and it turned out to be a three-minute disaster. Yeah, this match was probably slated for 15 minutes or so, mm -hmm. being a women's title match. So now you've got two matches in a row <laughs> where the people in the match fucked up their legs. Yeah. One of which possibly the outcome changed. Mm -hmm. And what a weird start to a pay-per-view. I, I cannot recall another pay-per-view where it kicked off with two matches where they, they basically got injured. Yeah, it's a weird and show. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then to actually have one of the finishes possibly change. And like, the injury did not take that. place in the chamber. Correct. Yeah. That's yeah. not right. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. Um, and it's always those moves that seem routine that get someone hurt. Like when Rollins did yes. that, um, he did that sunset flip from the top rope on Kane and blew out his knee. The powerbomb. Like, yeah. A powerbomb, sunset flip powerbomb. Yeah. It's never yep. like the dude. It's never Mick Foley going off the top of the cell. It's always stuff like that. That seems kind of not a big deal. You've seen it a million times, but it's that one time where somebody mm -hmm. fucks it up and it could be the smallest tweak or something and boom, that's a major injury. Totally, totally. So after that, we get Maria at the pool and now I'm starting to think that even with the goofy matches, this might be a great pay-per-view. Yeah, and here I am thinking, okay, this will be a good pay-per-view. I'm not going to whip my dick out at all. <laughs> and I'm like 20 minutes into this thing and it's already out. I'm like, well. There's a sudden change of plans. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> mania. Ah. <laughs> um. So then we got Edge backstage. He's trying to get out of the chamber match because HBK is the referee. They hate each other, and he says Sean's gonna fuck him over. This is when it occurs to me that I'm watching the wrong pay per view. Because <laughs> I was like, oh shit, that's right. He wasn't in the chamber. I don't even remember if there was a chamber in 2006. He just came in at the end, and I was like, he's in the last match, so this is not... Then I'm like... Then I kind of do the... I start doing the years. I was like, wait, this is 2005. Edge was in the uh, Money in the Bank match in 2005. This is two months before he won the fucking Money in the Bank. Yep. Shit. I'm like, I watched the wrong match, the wrong show, but I thought I told you both to watch the same show. This is and why I texted you right before I started watching it. I was like, New Year's Revolution 05, correct? And you're like, yep, 05. Yeah. Yeah, and I was serious about that, and I unfortunately told Adam the one where Edge wins, not, I didn't give him a year. So. Oh, spoiler alert, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, so. Don't worry, I'll be ready for that episode. Yeah, yeah and you know what's- Adam's already got his notes. <laughs> we'll do that one maybe maybe in the next couple months, because that, dude, that show has been on my list since we started the pay-per-view. You know, yeah, it's I had this crazy list ending to that. Yeah, it was like since day one, that was one of the pay-per-views, and I've never rewatched it, you know, so I've wanted to watch it for the last three years. It's a hell of, yeah. it's a, hell of here a show. We are, here, 
Here we are not watching it. I might I might finish <laughs> the rest of the pie that I got, so I may have to get another. So we'll see. Yeah, get another chocolate pie, dude. It's always yeah. a good time for chocolate pie. <laughs> the Rock agrees. That's good yeah. pie. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, next match. I feel like playing a DJ Quick song. <laughs> next match is Maven taking on Shelton Benjamin. He is the Intercontinental Champion. Uh, and this is uh, for said championship. Puerto Rico hates Maven. They hate him. Did you hear the Maven's Malo chant? No, I didn't hear that one, but I heard um, you are gay. Oh, was Maven gay? Is Maven gay? Because I was like, is Not that, that like I'm a, aware of? Okay, because I was like, is that like a rumor that came out and people were chanting that, or was it because he did have perfect eyebrows? Like his eyebrows look like sideways commas. So yes. I was like, was it were very they well sculpted? Yeah, were they reacting to that? Possibly, or, or was there a rumor that he was gay? I don't know where that came from, or was it just like we're just going to be dicks and call you gay? I think that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like that old school eighties, like, you know, right. That whole right, mentality. Okay. But yeah, I thought the Maven's Molo chant was great. Oh, I wish I had heard that. I, I didn't catch it. Yeah. And he, <laughs> the best part, he goes outside and he's insulting the crowd and the match hasn't even started yet. It's just Shelton being in the ring pissed and Maven gets right. on the stick, fucking insults the crowd. Right. So right away, he just keeps taking a powder. He gets in the ring, dives right out and he does it a couple times and the crowd is shitting all over him. And I should have looked up when Maven got there, but I know he was really early on. You know, he hadn't been there long at all. No, not because he first came in, I think, as a face. But I well, don't think wait. the crowd ever really took to him. Yeah, he did. He like did. He came, yeah, this would have are been... Are you talking about uh, in the main roster? Yes. Yeah, the main it, roster. Like, when was the... Um... Tough enough. Uh, I mean, he comes up with Al... It would have been like 03. He comes up with Al Snow. I want to say within a few months, he... He got the hardcore belt off of Undertaker. Yeah, he had that thing with Undertaker mm-hmm. where he eliminated, eliminated the, Rumble. the Rumble. Yeah. So that would have had to been at least a year. That was the 2005. The 2004. That was the 2005 Rumble, dude. We we reviewed that one because that's the one where Pewter gets his ass kicked. That was, that was the 05 that, Rumble? So that was only a few weeks after this? Yeah, it would yep. have been a few weeks after this. So he was still pretty new. He'd only been there a couple. We, we should have looked this up, but he's only been there a couple months at this point. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. But you're right. They hate him. Like, he's got the most heat of anyone for the entire night. Um, well, this actually kind of worked in his favor, I think, because I'm sure that they told them when they went out, hey, the match before you went super short because of an injury, you've got to kill some time. Oh, they might have. Yeah, maybe yeah, that's so, why. Like, grab the stick, insult the crowd. And, dude, like, I don't know of many Maven fans, but watch this match. And you're like, how did this guy not fucking get over yeah, honestly, it did more form than a good match would have. A hundred percent, yes. At, at this point, the show needs a good match because you've had two bad ones. Yeah. Um, but they uh, were like, no, it wasn't that bad. Well, it was It was okay. It was okay. It was okay. It was okay. Um, but you just don't so want tell- a third consecutive uh, unfortunate yes. ending. Yes, yeah, but right, that's Adam. what you end up. That's exactly what you end up getting. But it did. It did the pay per view no good, but it did Maven some good. It did. He, he tells the crowd to, to be quiet so we can concentrate, which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> he's going to leave. He's like, fuck this. I'm out of here. But then he he's like, the referee's counting him out while he's, while he's walking up the aisle. He's like, oh, fuck it. I'll go back in. Dives under the bottom rope, immediately gets rolled up, loses the match. And then he challenges Shelton to another match. And this might be the part where they were like, hey, go out there and do a second match. Yes. You know, because exactly that, like the time of the last match was like three minutes. Um Challenge him to a second match. He calls Shelton a chick, which Shelton is upset at. Um, so there's two women's champions. 
Yeah, and he says, you and Trish both have a title and no balls. Yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> then he gets in the How ring, Shelton immediately hits a two-bound suplex for a three-count. Yep. And that's it. Um, I'm watching him on I the thought- mic right now. Some some guy in the front row literally just flips him off. But I think everything that you're saying, I could picture him with his posture. Like, he is a woman. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So funny. So I kind of thought maybe they should call him an audible and had a real match because of the previous two matches. But like we were saying, like this actually helped Maven. You know? yeah, and how good was Maven in the ring to go 20 minutes? Like if that's the amount of time they had to fill was their match plus the remainder of Trish and Lita. Like maybe this was helping Maven more because they're just like, go talk. Right. I mean, maybe the dude could get a, get a stick and talk. Yeah, maybe maybe could have done seven or eight minutes with Shelton carrying him. Yeah, but twenty, that's but that's a tall order. I think this better suited his strengths. It did. And this probably was about eight minutes, the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it worked. Um, but still we end up with an, another shit match twice. What a weird fucking pay-per-view so far, right? It's the weirdest pay-per-view, dude. Besides totally. that, no, besides that No Way Out ninety eight. No, this is probably weirder. That was a weird pay-per-view, but this one's probably weirder. Yeah, I think this is we- more weird, yeah. Yeah. So after the match, we get Candace outside of the pool rubbing Christie's back. And oh, I'm fast forwarding can, to that shit. Unfortunately, Adam, you can't see uh, Candace's feet. I'm sorry. I know. I checked. I'm going to watch what I, to- I can. I totally checked. I was hoping she put a foot in her butthole or something. That not- that didn't happen at all. <laughs> not like the videos that I watched ahead of no, this. No, no. Right. <laughs> or or paused and during this. Yeah. But that's a different story. I don't want to talk about it. You got to watch Skinamax if you want to really see her. See, uh, Candace. Right, right. And we mean see Candace. Yeah. <laughs> then we get a replay of the Arab American debate where Muhammad Hassan debated Jerry Lawler and Jim Ross and he almost killed JR. Yeah, who would have thought that would have devolved into a brawl? Yeah, right. I would no, have never no, guessed that. No one saw that coming. No, dude. That never happens in wrestling. Yeah. Then Muhammad backstage explains that the people in Puerto Rico hate them, him and, um, Kosro as much as the rest of America and also Kosro got his wallet stolen and <laughs> and they get a huge pop from the crowd for that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and wrestling fans in Puerto Rico are just the same as they are here <laughs> and then to the next match Adam if you can peel your eyes away from Candace oh, f- fuck you I'm watching this right. he's Put in deep thought, Adam. What? Yeah, I'm watching Candace leave me alone Told me th- yeah, only I show my dick to okay. each other to you guys. Oh, the they show. cut to Benoit. Yeah. All right, okay. Uh, next match is uh, Jerry the King Lawler with Jim Ross taking on Muhammad Hassan with Davari. Hassan's first pay per view match. Yeah, it's his first match, right? I think it might have been. Yeah, yeah unless he had a raw match. match or something. But yeah, it's definitely his first pay per view match. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. Right. It's one of the two. I think it's his first match. But yeah, you're right. It's at least his first pay per view. Um, so JR uh, is in Lawler's corner, so there's no commentary, which is really strange. Oh, really? And it did this match, n- huh. and it did this match no favors. No, it didn't. It needed some color the, on there, and mm-hmm. you can no. just listen to yeah, um, Carlos and Hugo. And you, oh, that's a good point. I should have switched it to that. Yeah, that's true. You could do that. I didn't even think about that. Um, so right away, Lawler feeds into five body slams, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" A guy who's body been wrestling for, city, bitch. <laughs> yeah, a guy who's been wrestling 35 years feeds into five body slams. Like he doesn't know better to not get caught in a body slam. You know what I mean? The rookie, <laughs> not is, one is, reversal. Right, right, or or one like pop up and back away. You know? 
it was kind of stupid. Um, Lawler catches him with a boot in the corner, and then Muhammad takes a powder, and he's like, he goes and gets in JR's face and talk, starts talking shit to him. And uh, Lawler hits him from behind, and um, they get back in, and Muhammad immediately, he turns it around, he takes the buckle cover off. And then Lawler rolls him up for like a five when the referee is dealing with the turnbuckle, which was kind of weird. I don't know why you got this brand new guy who you've got big plans for. And I understand protecting Jerry Lawler, but Jerry Lawler's not the guy you need to protect. You know what right. I mean? Like when Hogan, when Hogan got the pin on Warrior when the referee was down, that made sense. But there was no reason to do that with Jerry Lawler. You know, uh, he's an announcer at the end of the day. Like, he's an on. announcer. He's not a full-time wrestler. He's 25, 30 years older. That was kind of weird. And that might have just been Lawler might have just gotten in the ring and called that spot himself. Maybe. You know, I don't see, I mean, I know Vince isn't necessarily right there with them booking these, but I don't see Patterson or one of those guys even necessarily doing that. Right. So, um, Muhammad gets a uh, camel clutch on him, but Lawler gets out, which to me, this should have been, been the end of the match. That should have been it right there. Yeah. But I, but I guess that move hadn't yet been established as his, fin as his finisher. So he didn't, technically he didn't get out of Muhammad's finisher. Yeah, it ended up becoming his finisher, but since this is kind of his first pay-per-view, nobody really knew what that was yet. Right, right. Yeah. Um, For anything, you may have thought this was like a callback to the Iron Sheik or something. Yeah. Um, right, he's an Arab. He has to do a camel clutch. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Um, then we get a boring chant, which is our first one of the night, as bad as these matches have been. <laughs> right? <laughs> Jerry Lawler's the guy who gets a boring chant. <laughs> um. Lawler makes a comeback. He hits a DDT, pins him next to the rope, but Davari puts Muhammad's foot on the rope. And then um, Lawler chases him, and he runs into JR, and then JR, like, fires up like he's going to beat up Davari, or what, you know, um, and he gets a big pop. Then Lawler chases him through the ring, and he gets caught, but Muhammad catches him. It was the whole thing. It just became, like, a big clusterfuck. And what was the finish? That, that that's where the finish happened but how did he beat him how did Muhammad beat him uh, Hassan hits a mic check a mic check yeah and pins him which I think that was his planned finisher but the Campbell clutch worked so much better for him totally totally yeah yeah, yeah so this match was another wreck it really was dude it wasn't fantastic yeah. it didn't showcase Hassan at all really like to what he could really do right they should have had him in there with fucking Eugene or something who he got into shit with a couple months later at Wrestlemania yeah exactly Exactly. Yeah. There yeah, was, was more that could have been done with Hassan at this, not with Jerry Lawler. Yeah, it was all bad. The whole thing was, a, it was bad. It was a wreck. It, yeah. It's, and then coach comes out for commentary after the match. Right. Right. He comes that to replace no Lawler. He couldn't come in uh, during this coach. match. Yeah. The whole thing was bad. Uh, dude. Yeah. Like this, you're right. This match suffered not only because of the in-ring, but because of no commentary. Mm -hmm. It was right. just, it was bizarre. It was really bizarre. It was fucked up. A really fucking weird pay-per-view. Yeah, it is. Like, yeah. every turn at this pay-per-view has been fucking weird. Right. So after the match is over, I'm like, we better get fucking Elizabeth Hurley at the pool after this. <laughs> or yeah, Maria Elizabeth at Hurley. my pool, anyway. Right. You know what I mean? But no, we get Orton and Batista backstage. But at least there were tits. <laughs> and that was kind of a weird backstage promo they do because the camera is shooting over the set which I don't think I've ever seen in WWE because they just have like a little set they build back there. Yeah. And you can see over the top of it. I yeah, kind of weird. You can see the... I don't know if they got like I'm a I'm looking local. at it. You could just see the bleachers and whatever apparatuses. And yeah, that's just something that you put in your backyard pool party. 
<laughs> yeah, it's goofy. It was really weird. I don't know. Maybe they got like a local guy who didn't know how to shoot their stuff. I have no idea. And then we get into the next uh, disaster. What? I don't know. What, I don't know what to call it. Uh, oh, the, the match over a dead baby. What's the next match? Yes, the dead baby match. The next match. It. Oh God. Okay. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's Kane and Footski. <laughs> <laughs> he was loving the pool bits. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Except they didn't show Candace's feet. Right, right. So as it's getting started, Jr. says it's going to be ugly, like many of Coach's women. God <laughs> oh, damn, Jr. There's a sign that says Snitsky is dead men, <laughs> which is pretty cool. I like that. Um, they get in the ring face to face. I forgot how big Snitsky was. Snitsky was fucking huge. He's he was a big, big motherfucker, dude. Yeah. yeah, he's a big fuck. Yeah, big. He's as dude. tall as Kane. Probably more. He is more jacked. I would say. Okay, maybe not thicker. Thicker. He's got. Okay, the similar arms actually. Similar weight class. How about that? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, once you get over a certain weight, you're a super heavyweight oh, anyway. But um. Uh, Kane fucks him up early. He hits a really cool power slam, uh, but he gets caught in a sidewalk slam. They go out outside the ring really early on. Snitsky lifts the floor mats, but Kane hits him with a baseball slide, which is not a Kane type of thing to that do. That is not no. a Kane move. Y- yeah. Kane comes out and Snitsky cuts him off. He goes for a power bomb onto the concrete, but he ends up taking a backdrop onto the concrete. And JR explains that the concrete didn't feel a darn thing. Which is one of those great JR calls. It was just such a clever, you know, creative thing to say. Um, Kane goes for that top rope, top rope clothesline back inside the ring and gets caught by Snitsky. Snitsky's in control and he ends up bending Kane around the post, which was kind of cool. Like he's just like being like mean, you know, just like torturing him. And that's a big man shit. You don't see Kane get handled like that. No, no, no. Unless, except for his matches with The Undertaker or Big Show, yeah, he never gets kind right. of worked over and manhandled like that. Yeah, so he right. kind of lets Snitsky get some moves in here. Kane's mm-hmm. he boot yeah, is unlaced. Snitsky... Yeah, that's weird, right? Yeah, he's got because he's got that Velcro thing across the front. It comes it oh. comes undone. That would happen on occasion with him, like that flap. Um, So yeah. the match is kind of slow, but Snitsky further slows it down with a bear hug because you don't want the crowd to be too excited. <laughs> right, they can only handle so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. There's only so much they can deal with before they go crazy. Um, <laughs> Another five injuries. K- Kane takes a body <laughs> slam, but three times in a row, he does a sit up and takes a kick to the face. He just sit up, kick to the face, back down, sit up, kick to the face, blah, blah, blah. Um, kind of. I didn't like that. I thought it was kind of stupid. Yeah, they thought it was working great, apparently. Yeah, like Kane's like, hmm, well, that that um the res- that resulted in a kick to the face. Let me try that again. Yeah, let's do that two more times. Yeah. Um, and then outside, Sn- Snitsky goes for a chair shot, and we finally get a look at his back knee. <laughs> and I'm like, why didn't that guy wear a fucking shirt? Dude, his back is gross. See, I wasn't going to talk about that. Oh, dude, that shit looked like a fucking, like a topographical map or something. See, when you mentioned the backdrop on the outside of the concrete... Right. I was going to mention the explosion that took place. Yeah, he'd be the first guy to get color from a backdrop. <laughs> Ooh. Like, couldn't he get something for that? Like, Bacutane or something? Like, I mean, he was a mess. <laughs> it looked like somebody finished on his back. Yeah. Oh! Oh! I don't even want to... Th- yeah, exactly. Thank you, Adam. I don't even want to think about that. 
What, finishing <laughs> on Skelsky or the back of the explosion? God, it's like, it's um, like paint by numbers or connect the dots on their <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's connect the dots. Connect the dots. <laughs> you put a candy land on that thing. It's like a um, game of centipede on his back. <laughs> Ooh. So we're so we're back inside and Kane's fired up and he starts beating on Snitsky and then he's like I'm gonna try the top line uh, top rope clothesline again which to me like made no sense. Kane's punching him he's got control of him and he's like I'm gonna walk over here and see if I can hit him with a fancy move instead of punching him to death because he killed my baby. Right. You know what I mean? Once you get control of a guy like that, you should strangle him or punch him until he can't move anymore. Like pain. Right. You know? And don't don't go do something to entertain the crowd. It didn't exactly. make sense. You know, like that's yeah. when I know that's one of Kane's big spots, but maybe you don't do it this match. You don't have to do it every match. Yeah. Fight the match like he killed your baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Um, we get a double down, they both go for a choke slam, like they've got each other by the throat, and then Snitsky bites Kane's ear. And somehow we end up in another double down from that. And then Kane sits up and we go right to the finish. Kane hits a tombstone and that's it. And now to recap the show, without going on first, Gene Snitsky has been in the best match of the night. It, yeah, go figure. So that's the kind of show we're watching here. Right, right. Yeah. When, when Snitsky is the guy getting five stars. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's crazy. three, it's in Puerto Rico. Right. Not Japan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, Japan would have been at least six. At least. <laughs> and then we're back at the pool and Cole, Stacy's there. Oh, is this the game um, of chicken? Is that when this happened? Yeah, then they do like chicken fight. Okay. It's like Maria and Stacy and Candace and I don't Val know. Val Venus is there. They're hitting Simon, each other with pool noodles. Yeah, Simon Dean shows up. Val Venus is there and like um, Hurricane and Rosie Yes. There, and we end up with all the chicks on all their shoulders and we get a chicken fight and Christy wins. And I'm wondering if they flew them to Puerto Rico to shoot that or if they shot it back home. Um, I looked it up. Hurricane and Rosie were in the dark match against La Resistance, who, Scott, you and I ran into them at scores. Yes, we did. I um, didn't want to mention their names, but yeah, we did. Yeah, we ran into them WrestleMania 20 weekend. At a strip club. Um, yeah, at a strip club like the night before, I think. Yeah. Yeah, just like Del Rio in New Orleans. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. That's how they. That's how they celebrate the night before WrestleMania, folks. Yeah. So Hurricane and Ro- Hurricane and Rosie were on the show. Val Venus was not. Um, Simon Dean was not, and none of the chicks were. No. So they might have shot this. Raw was in Connecticut the previous Monday, so they might have shot this somewhere in that area. Okay, and dude, the you people know? walking around the pool couldn't have looked less interested. Oh no, they're just ignoring it. Like nothing's going on. Yeah, like, the, but they don't even notice the cameras. Yeah, right. And right. these hot chicks in bikinis and uh, Christie's top coming off in the pool. Like, didn't notice yeah. a bit of that. Right. Well, like that happens it, every day, apparently, in Puerto Rico swimming pools. <laughs> yeah. Yes, right. we want to go to Puerto Rico, actually. <laughs> yeah, like if Sunny We're not had traveling been there, like, far from Mania, let's go to Puerto Rico. <laughs> Shit. If Sunny had been in the pool. Yeah, if Sunny had been in the pool, it would have been a different story. You would have had a traffic jam out there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's be clear. Sunny 97, not sunny 2019. Whoa. Duh. Okay, thank you. Yeah. I just wanted to clarify. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get on. I got to pee, but let's get through the next match. I think I can make it through the next match. Oh, the, the main event? The main event. Yeah, now we're going to get to the main event. Um, You're going to want a pee bag, six. dude. I don't have any. 
I'll deal with it. I'll deal with it. Hold on. I'm watching Candace. She's with, <laughs> she's with uh, Hurricane. <laughs> she's on his shoulders? Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching the chick. I'm watching the chicken fight right now. You gotta be okay. Watching the chicken. Adam's about to pass out. <laughs> All right, let me get my water. Okay. All right. This is. <laughs> let's get to the last. Let's get to the last. This match. is your main so much event. This, this is. This is what happens when we decide to do one show in a night instead of two. <laughs> Fuck around. Right. Senseless tangents. Senseless tangents. This is an elimination. It's cha- a great way to describe it because there is no sense to this. <laughs> Again, he hit it spot on. Announce the match. I'm going to grab a beer, but it's right there. I'll be right this back. This is an elimination chamber match for the World Heavyweight Championship. It is Triple H with Ric Flair, uh, Chris Jericho, Randy Orton, Batista, Edge, and Chris Benoit. This is kind of a who's who oh, um, of the heavyweight title picture. Shawn Michaels is the special guest referee. Doesn't say on Which here is who's the champion. Triple H. Triple H. Oh wait, no, 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 no. The the belt is upheld. Oh, okay. Oh, is it? Yes, the belt is upheld. Why? Because because stripped from Benoit somebody after WrestleMania, he lost it to Orton. Then how did it go vacant? Oh, I don't remember this. I wasn't aware of that. I think I've had too much. Let's to find. Uh, I can find out. Go ahead. It, yeah, the Keep belt is upheld. Set up. I'll find it. Look at oh, us doing research. Shit. Yeah, Orton had it. Well, let's get into the match while Adam looks that up. I want to say it was like a double pin or something. Oh, that's right. Benoit made Triple H tap out while Jericho had him in a Boston Crab or something. There was an issue where like, oh no, it was Edge. I think Edge and Triple H, there was a pin, but both guys' shoulders were down or something weird like that. Or somebody was tapping while somebody was pinned. Adam will find it. But that's okay. why the belt was upheld. There was no champion going into this match. The winner got the title. Okay. Okay, so, so it's go. Triple H. Vacated after oh. a double fall occurred in a triple threat match involving Chris Benoit and Edge. And Triple H. Look, at least that's what Wikipedia is saying. That makes sense. But, that makes sense. But it makes more sense if more parties were involved, therefore needing a chamber match. Well, on a triple threat, yeah. there would definitely be one more party yeah. involved. Oh, well, it, it just didn't Correct. say who was in that match, but <laughs> that other party. Yeah. So shit like shit happened in addition to a pin. Shit happened in Baltimore, Maryland on Raw, and therefore this match is happening. So there you yes. go. Um, so you got Triple H, Randy Orton, Batista, Edge, Jericho, Chris Benoit. And HBK is a referee. Have there ever been eight more talented guys in the ring at one time? Besides maybe you... besides maybe a battle royal, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, this is... Like this I was is telling stacked. Adam when you stepped away, dude, this is like a who's who. Right, this, this is, is a especially, of that, especially of that era. You know, because this is before HBK was retired. HBK, right. was, he'd only been out of retirement for like two years at this point. A couple of years, so, I mean, yeah. Yeah, like less than two years, actually. No, right around two years, a little it was more. It about two years. Um, yeah, so I mean... Yeah, has there ever been a collection of wrestlers like th- like these are all Hall of Famers? Jericho, I mean, um, well, besides Benoit because he killed everyone, but you yeah, know, besides him. that, he would definitely be in the Hall of Fame. 
But right. HBK is already in. Edge is already in. Uh, Batista was going to be in, but that got put away. He's of, just uh, he's just waiting to be at uh, when he's available. It's a schedule thing. thing. Yeah. 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 Right. Um, and then Triple H is in. Active. Orton's still active. Hopefully. Hopefully he comes back. And Jericho's uh, wrestling for a competitor. So for 10 more years. So he'll go in there probably as soon as his, his contract is up over there. Right. And let's remember too, you know. like Batista and Orton are, are very, very young when this match is happening. Totally. Yeah. So one of my notes was actually that um, Jericho, uh, uh, they're all young. Jericho's young. Edge is young. But, um, Batista's not that young, but he's a rookie. You know, he's young for He's early on in his career, but he's not young in the business. That, yeah. Yeah. He's young in the business. He's got he's the Hideki young, like Matsui his... treatment going on. He has experience, but he's in the bigs for very short. As yeah. Of this point. I mean, compared to like Benoit, Triple H, Edge and Jericho, Batista and Orton are very, very young in the business. Yeah. Right. But um, yeah. And then, I mean, even Jericho, he's only, I mean, he's been, well, he's been over, the, he's been there over 10 years, but he's young, yes. young, you know, because he started really young and Edge, yeah. It's Edge a lot of been young there since 98. Yep. Right. Yeah. Um, so we get Jericho and Benoit starting off the match. And actually during the entrance, I forgot how cool Benoit's music was. He had great music. Yeah. Less you don't say like about it? him, the better. Oh, I'm going to say a lot about him in this match, but um, well, that's okay. And, oh, and let's not forget to uh, mention also Batista's last to come into the match. Because he did the beat the clock challenge. Yes, right. So but this is the last cell to open. Should I refer to Benoit like by like a code, like a like a <clears throat> you know what yeah, I mean, like, yeah. a gold, like a like a gold dust noise when he had Tourette's, like <laughs> something like that. Right, right. Let me see if I can do. Do you think? Let, let's see if I can. Let's see if I can get through this whole match without forgetting to refer to Benoit's. <clears throat> yeah, something like <laughs> oh, that. That's that's a better one. That's quicker. Okay. Um, Anyway, uh, and Jericho start, and they're doing some like mat wrestling, and they both are really stiff, and it looks real. And Jericho's taking some gnarly fucking chops, and uh, no one's really controlling it at all. Like it's very back and forth. They're just both doing shit to each other. Yeah. But they look like they're beating the shit out of each other. Like it looks like a real fight. It's really fucking good. Yeah. Um, and right before the five minutes is up, it's kind of a little bit of just go. Let's go back and forth. Let's kill some time. Let's get in there and do shit. Kill time don't really make anything happen. Yeah, we don't um, need to kill each other, but we can make it look really fucking good. Yeah, and we got to get to that five minutes because then the story really starts to pick up. Right, um, or the crowd chants HBK while you're going at it. <laughs> ex exactly, right. And right before the five minutes is up, mm -mm -mm, hits a, no, what was it? Ooh, ooh. Uh, <laughs> he hits a top rope suplex uh, that looked fucking great. And then you get the five second countdown in Spanish, which I loved. I didn't even think about the countdown <laughs> That's in awesome. Spanish. And it was fantastic. Yes. And I'm like, I we need it. a rumble here. Oh yeah, that'd, that'd be cool. I would go to that, dude. Oh, for sure. That would I mean, be I fantastic. Hell, I hella want to go to Puerto Rico anyway. You know, like that's really high on my list of places to go. So like, I, that would be probably, I, I might go to that. That would be fantastic. Dude, you're getting the countdown to each competitor in Espanol. I fucking loved that. That was great. And I, and I know those, I know those numbers. Yeah, but I'm used to counting forwards. I'm not used to counting backwards. I would fuck it up. No, it would be um yeah, it would it would take some concentration. They didn't teach you that in Spanish one or two. No. Triple H you or one through ten. Whoever the fuck. Get get this going. <laughs> yeah. Um so you know they have the cage match music that Yep. They don't play that for this. They play the fucking Jaws music. <laughs> Was it Jaws music? I mean, it wasn't exactly the Jaws music, but it was the Jaws music. Oh, okay. I yeah, didn't realize that. 
Yeah, it hella sounded like the Jaws music. It was really bizarre. Like maybe really... in my head I was playing the din 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 din. Yeah, din, if you like, go back and watch it, notice. it's not. Yeah, it was a trip. I couldn't. I was. Huh. That's weird. Hmm. Um. So the next one in the match is Triple H, and he goes to work on both of them. Just comes in and starts fucking them both up. Yep, he's fresh. Um. He takes them both out, and it's, at this point, it's the first time anyone has hit the cage, and um, ooh, uh, is busted open like bad. Badly, yeah, right away. Dude, so you're did now... you see that puddle of plasma on the fucking floor of the cell? Oh yeah, it was a mess. Oh yeah. god, that was gross, dude. Like it I don't know like... if he bladed too deep. Have you ever gone to donate blood and taken the bag and smashed it on the ground? Never. No, I've never done that either. But that's what it would look like. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, if you had to right. picture it, yeah. Yeah, it looked like someone spilled a pint of blood on the on the floor of the the match. Yeah. <laughs> It was bad. Yeah, it was crazy. And Triple H is trying to open him up more with fists, fists to the face. Yep. Um, I'm then just Triple picturing H that taking scenario. A... Why would you slam it on the ground? <laughs> well, you'll slayer first, and then you slam it on the ground. And... <laughs> you fucking slayer. Yell, opa! <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I... I... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Oh yeah! Fuck! I almost ri- I almost ripped my headphones out of my uh, That was fantastic. Um, <laughs> uh, Triple H takes a backdrop from Jericho over the rope to the floor, and that's the first time we see someone land on the floor. Yeah. And goddamn, dude, that thing has no give. It makes no. this noise, it, and the, they the sound. They clearly don't. Um. So it's the the thing is built in panels. You can tell. And they clearly don't bolt those down. They're sitting on rails right. so that they can make that noise. You know what I mean? They're not they're not secured in a way that you could. Yeah. They're just sitting on that. So they will, boom, with that impact, make that noise. Yeah. It's um, just like a slap. It's just, oh, it sounds gross. It does. Yeah. It just sounds so bad. Um, then he does the spot where Jericho, he holds the top rope and Jericho pulls his feet. And, yep. he, lands on, and he lands on it again. Yeah. Um, then we get uh, the countdown comes again, and I didn't catch it the first time. But there's a gong before the Jaws music starts. Oh, like a big like like a like the Gong Show or like um, looks to kill. You know what I mean? A big gong goes off. Hmm. I might have been add- watching a uh, uh, Christy Hemi nude pictures or something while that was happening. Oh yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I'd rather look at Maria nude pictures, but you know, yeah, to each their own. You know, it t- it takes all kinds. Yeah, sometimes I'm into foreheads. What can I say? Uh, <laughs> um, Jericho does a spring so Edge comes in Jericho hits a springboard drop kick on Edge to the outside but when he goes outside he ends up taking a slingshot into the cage Triple H goes out there he goes for a pedigree and he also takes a slingshot and lands hard on that metal like Triple H is just bumping his ass off in this match oh dude yeah, yeah. Um, Jericho's busted open Triple H is bleeding from the bridge of his nose yep do you think he really hit his face on the chain? Like, you wouldn't blade the bridge of your nose, right? No, that was definitely an accident. Yeah, like, I've that never seen not him bleed. Meant. Unless it was just really clever, like when Piper bled from his ear, you know? Well, I, I think he was meant to get color in this match. I just don't think it was right there. Not right there. Yeah, I think you're right. And then not a whole lot happens then, um, or, you know, in that little segment until Orton comes in. And he goes right after Triple H, because this is after Evan Evolution had turned on Orton. Orton hates Triple H. Yeah. You know, Evolution at this point is like the evil empire. And Randy Orton is like the top. He's basically the top, one of the top baby faces in the company anyway. Yeah. Oh, let's not forget Jericho hit a ghetto blaster on Edge. Oh, did he? I've seen that Triple H spot right onto the cage right now. Oh, something 
Yeah. That wow. that doesn't look intentional. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. Um Jericho or Ark uh, Orton hits a RKO on Orton or on Jericho, and he doesn't go for the pin, and his dumbass ends up in a crossface. Triple H is talking shit to him while he's in the crossface. Yeah, that was actually hilarious. And then uh ooh ooh lets him go and he puts Triple H in a sharpshooter. Like yeah. you know, like Triple H just fucked up. Yeah. And then Triple H, no, ooh, ooh, takes the RKO. Yeah, yeah, while he has the sharpshooter on Triple H. Yeah, so now we have a situation where everyone is down and they start showing wide shots, and this is when I realize how disgusting the mat is. <laughs> like, it's a major, like, biological hazard. You know what I mean? It's yeah. covered in blood, like, because yeah. everyone's bleeding at this point. Yeah, it's worse and than like, the Florida Feral Theater. Or at least on par with it. Yeah, it's on par. You can definitely catch the same diseases from it. <laughs> True. Yes. Yeah. I wouldn't put my tongue to it. No, no. Well, I mean, any- not for free anyway. Yeah, and if anyone doesn't know what O'Farrell <laughs> Theater is, uh, it's gone. It closed, but go ahead and Google it. Legend. Yeah. Uh, two two people on this podcast had bachelor parties there. Mm-hmm. Um, One can't get yeah, laid so with a drunk right wrestling history t-shirt. Only I had worn mine. <laughs> Yeah, right. You might not. Have, you might not have had to pay as much. Um, Edge goes for a spear on Orton. He misses and he hits HBK with the spear. And then we get to what Edge was afraid of. Right after that, he hits Orton, but he can't pin him because HBK is down. Yep. Edge gets up. He grabs HBK, lifts him up, and slaps him. Boom! Super kick from HBK. Jericho hits a lion salt and pins him. Yep. And that's exactly what Edge was pissed off. He didn't even want to be in this match because of that shit. Yeah, so Edge is the first one out. Which is one, exactly, he's the first one out, which is one of my favorite things about Edge because Edge is like, I don't even want to be in that fucking match. Fuck the title shot. Yeah, Fuck yeah he's like that guy in Clerks, like, I'm not even supposed to be here today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's the only guy who ever tried to get out of a title shot. Right. <laughs> um, then Triple H goes for a pedigree. He gets copped with the three German suplexes by ooh, ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, then... He hits the head butt off the top rope onto Triple H, and that might have been what did his brain in because that shit was nasty. Oh, dude. He did that move you know so I mean? many fucking times. Yeah, so many like, times, yeah. Yeah, they're actually saying that that is the reason that he did what he did. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those things you can't actually know that, but that I would like to point help. out that Harley Race did that move for years and years and years. And So uh, did Dynamite Kid. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. just saying. Yeah. They didn't uh, do what he did. Right. So you end up, Triple H ends up in a Walls of Jericho and a Crops Face Crippler. Which was badass, dude. That was really fucking cool. And you're like, oh my God, he's going to tap out. Because I actually kind of forgot how this match ended. I sort of knew, but I wasn't totally sure. Yeah. Um, And you're like, okay, that's it for Triple H because that, like, that's two finishers on one fucking guy. Like, that should be game over. Right, right. Uh, That's gnarly. I'm Uh, watching that. Oh, Countdown gone. It looks Jaws really good. Yeah. 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 Um, Batista comes in and saves him after Charles Robinson, who replaced HBK, right? Or got involved in the match. No, HBK, Charles Robinson was in there for some fucking reason, I think, wasn't he? I don't remember Charles Robinson. Oh, no. Either. Charles Robinson was on the outside of the cage undoing Batista's chain. Yeah, they were trying to help the cage door open because it took a minute. And he fucked up and Batista couldn't get out. He was having a hard time with the key. I thought for sure um, they were setting that up to where Batista was just going to like rip the doors off of the fucking thing. Yeah, but bust the plexiglass out. Exactly. Someone, Something like someone that, did, yeah. I think someone did that one time. Um, so now Batista's in there. He's on fire and he's right at the beginning of his baby face turn. Like you can see he's going to turn baby face. It's the slow burn um, face turn. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it was cool because he turned, the crowd got behind him because of that smile of his. He didn't really do anything. He would just do a backstage promo, and at the end of it, he'd smile at the, not smile at the camera, but smile at Triple H as he walked away. It was just that, like, kind of, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. But you, you're seeing a little bit of Batista's personality, and people loved him. Yeah, it was a little smug, and, like, there was something behind the smile when he did it, like, I'm going to fuck mm-hmm. you up later kind of thing. Like, Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. crowd ate it up. You're right. Oh, yeah. So he gets in, and the crowd goes banana. Yeah. He cleans house, and he ends up, um, he and Triple H are the only ones up, and they do a stare down. And JR is like, Batista beat his ass and fucking yeah. live your dream and be champion. Um, but everybody gets back in and attacks them both. Then Batista gorilla presses Jericho, throws him out of the ring onto the camera guy. Yeah. And I watched this so many times trying to figure out what, oh, if this was a shoot shit. or what. I think this was, <laughs> I think this was legit. I think it was a legit accident because I couldn't figure out a reason for this to happen. Literally just so. Yeah. Well, they actually. <laughs> Go yeah, ahead, Adam. No, that's I'll be right spot. back. You guys cover this. I'll be, I got to pee. That's a spot. That's I'm actually enjoying fuck. Adam watching this while we're talking about it. Like, getting your live reaction to it okay. is great, dude. We should do this more often. Like, don't watch the pay-per-views anymore. Let's just get your live reactions to the matches. Uh, I want to know some stuff, but... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is more fun, this, dude. This is turning into another happy accident that could work, but... <laughs> yes. And, but, like, to Eddie's point, I, I don't know if this was planned or not. Like, it looked so good. Like, he fucking wiped that guy out. Unless the... I mean, just standard cameraman wearing all black. Probably just blended with that corner of the pod. That's, yeah. And and now they're doing a replay on it. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's what makes me think it's a plant. Because okay. they replayed it. The way Jericho's arm was coming around when uh, he was getting pressed... Uh, it looked like it was blocking Batista's way, but I would have figured that Batista knew that that guy was there, but that was a nice throw right onto him, point blank. And the camera guy's down. Yeah. They have to open up the chamber. They Yeah, they open up the chamber to come remove his body. Yeah, they're like, okay, let's get him out of here. So I thought that because it's the first time you really see the chamber open, but um, they open it for Edge to get out. They did. I yes. thought they so do a not- bottom panel. Uh no, it's a whole section that opens okay. up. Okay. Yeah, like the main so, door, that part I, I know for main entry, but I thought just to keep it yes. closed, bottom panel if you're eliminated. Okay. Yeah, so I wasn't sure if this was supposed to happen. It wasn't supposed to happen. I rewound it to see if that camera was hot. The camera was hot. Um, and then I kind of kept, I start seeing the guy and there was this one camera guy back then and it was him. It was definitely a camera guy. It wasn't like a local talent or something so it like wasn't that. a plant no now maybe it was set up and they use the real camera guy but if you watch if you go before that match if you go before that spot in the match and watch that clearly the guy with the camera knows how to operate it and because they cut to it all the time and i recognize him so i think this was <laughs> i think this was legit because nothing came of it you know what i mean like they've done things before like Something will happen where they have to lift the cell, and that's how guys get out of the cell. Right. Shit like that. But nothing really came of this at all, because they open the cell to get him out, or open the cage to get him out, close it back in, and then they end up opening it later when people get eliminated. So I think I think this was legit. And he went down like he was out. I don't know if he was actually knocked out, or if he had sense enough to sell it like he was out, because he's a you know wrestling guy. Like, he's right. been shooting WWE for 10 years, so he knows to do that. I don't really know. But... And I Googled it. 
I should have, I didn't think about it until a couple hours ago. I should look in one of Jericho's books because I wonder if he mentioned it. In oh, any of yeah, books. good point. Good point. That'd be the one place where I would think something would be said about it. But I couldn't figure out a reason for this to be set up. Hmm. So it was not a plant then? I, I, no, it was definitely not a plant. It was the real camera guy. And okay. I don't think it was done on purpose. Okay. Because all that came of it is them losing a camera. And a cameraman. <laughs> and a cameraman. Yeah, yeah. So that's all I know about that. Wait, so you're saying that... Uh, so there, in this uh, Elimination Chamber match, somebody did get injured. Yeah, the cameraman. Yeah. So we got Eugene, yeah. Lita, and the cameraman. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Rule of threes, yeah, baby. And, uh, and, and Kane's baby. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. What a pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jericho bulldogs Triple H on the outside, and now Triple H busted open from his forehead. Right. So I think you're right. I think earlier the bridge of his nose was for real. Yeah. And this is where he actually, you know, was supposed was to get supposed color. to. Yep. Um and then um we get a couple we get a couple quick eliminations. We get um ooh ooh. Chops Batista, he takes Spine Buster, and then Jericho gets Spine Bustered onto him, and he gets pinned. Yeah. And then uh, Batista, Batista bombs, Jericho takes him out. Yeah, so, so he's he... eliminating fools left and right now. Right, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, Cameraman, exactly. Jericho, <laughs> Ben, or... Ooh, ooh, ooh. Gone. Yeah. 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 Um, so now you're down to Evolution is all that's left, and Evolution was the hottest fucking thing in the company six, seven months ago. Yep. And this is the first time you see them all like in a face down like this. Which and is Flair's fucking... out there too. So literally you have the entire squad. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah this is um, like that um, don't try this at home commercial. Like Orton and H are hella bleeding. They've been in the match hella long. They're all fucked up. Batista's yeah. walking around like, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, it's like when The Rock triumphantly strides to the ring <laughs> yeah. and everybody else is fucked up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Totally. You guys are on stretchers and The Rock is like. The Rock's yeah. walking away. <laughs> yeah, strutting. <laughs> Looking hella cocky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Triple H right away takes another backdrop to the outside this dude is oh. bumping his ass off I don't think I've ever seen Triple H get beat up the way he did in this match I mean yeah. he, he took more of a beating than I think any of them yeah like they would always talk about like the horrors of the chamber but like Triple H really sold that shit in this match totally he really did he got he got the match he got the cage he got the uh, elimination chamber over yeah for sure for sure yeah um, Orton he gives Orton a slingshot to the cage he takes his time to let Orton get his blade out of his wrist tape. Did you catch that? I did not catch that. So Orton's not bleeding. He goes face first in the cage, comes down bleeding. So I was like, I'm going to rewind that and see if I can catch where he did it. I saw at 20, HBK did the same thing. Took a slingshot to the post and bladed himself right before the slingshot. Okay. Um, I rewound it on the DVD back in the day and caught it. So I was like, oh, okay, Orton's probably doing the same thing. And he did, except he did it during the slingshot, which actually sounds, seems dangerous. Hmm. as opposed to doing it right before you know what I mean like yeah, blade yeah. slingshot he does it mid slingshot which it seems like there's a lot of room for error yeah for um, sure you know, like you could go yeah, way you, too deep trying to do that right you wind up like Eddie Guerrero after that chair shot from JBL oh gosh yeah yeah um, so Triple H and uh, Batista are both beating Orton down Orton crotches Batista and he hits an eight, an RKO while Triple H is in the corner and this is where the match gets really this is where the storyline really comes out of it and sets up WrestleMania. Orton's pinning Batista. Triple H sees it. He starts to stand up to break up the pin. 
and he sits back down and lets Batista get pinned. Yeah, so when you're watching at home or you're watching live in the crowd, you're like, okay, this is what's going to get replayed later that's really going to start the face turn. Right, you're like, this motherfucker, like Batista's had his back for the last year and a half, Yeah. and all he had to do was go over there and break up that pin, and he didn't do it because he thought he could beat Orton, but he didn't think he could beat Batista. You know? Right, this He's is like Hogan Batista. carrying Miss Elizabeth back to the locker room so he can bang her. Exactly, yeah, yes. except Triple H probably didn't bang Orton, I assume. That we're aware of. Yeah, that we're aware of. Uh, we all we know is that saying, Vipers but... keep popping out, so... Um... He might have right. let Steph bang him. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Maybe he's got like that corny, the fetish, like corny. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Right, he's into uh, outlaw mud shows. <laughs> outlaw mud helmet shows. <laughs> so, um, Batista's out. Then RKO... Um, uh, Randy Orton hits an RKO on Triple H. And he's going to go for the pin, right? But Batista hasn't left the ring yet. He's still trying to get there. back in. Yep. He's trying to get back in. The door is open for him to leave. As he tries to get back in, while Orton's pinning Triple H, HBK is stopping Batista from getting in. Then Flair tries to get in. HBK goes over there and actually like beats up Ric Flair. He <laughs> starts beating the shit out of him. He yeah. starts punching him. It's like elder abuse. Yeah, right. Like, get out of here, Grandpa. So he takes his attention off Batista. Batista gets in, clotheslines Orton, gets out of the ring. HBK turns around. Triple H hits a pedigree, um, gives him a wedgie, which is the second wedgie of the night. <laughs> and one, two, three, Triple H wins and is new champion. Yep. Triple H is your champ. Now heading into WrestleMania. Yeah, and we get a few replays of Triple H not helping Batista. And Jim Ross is bearing the shit out of him. You know, he could have fucking saved him and blah, blah, blah. For as so, bad as the rest of the card was, the storytelling... This match, this this match, match rules. Oh, it was fantastic, dude. It's such a good... Elimin- as you would expect, right? It's the mm-hmm. main event. It's what the entire pay-per-view is, is centered and based around. This match did not disappoint. Yes, you kind of had to sit through a shit show to get here, but the storytelling, the match itself, the performers involved, even... Uh, it was amazing from start to finish. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it really was. It was a fucking great. I loved this match. Like about I halfway did too. through, and I really forgot a lot of it. You know, I didn't really remember much of it. But you get you get the setup for Edge and HBK, which they yep. end up having a match at the Rumble. At which, the Rumble, um, right? You can go back and listen to that episode. We did that like a year ago, um, and we were at that show. I was not right. Oh, you weren't at that. Okay, I was at that in Fresno. Um, that might have been the last time I was in Fresno. I think it was. Yeah, you don't really want to go to Fresno. Yeah, I mean, unless WrestleMania goes to Fresno. Yeah, um, there's, yeah. yeah. You, you can pass on it. Yeah. WrestleMania is um, not going to Fresno. No, fuck no. WrestleMania is not going to Fresno. <laughs> Vesalia, maybe. No, we got maybe, two places in California. But no. <laughs> <laughs> or Tracy. Hey. Um. Yeah, no. Uh, TNA might do their big pay-per-view of the year in Fresno. <laughs> um, which is the only place I ever went to a TNA show was at Fresno. Um <laughs> But it was great because it set that match up and then it totally sets up Triple H and Batista. Yes. Um, it didn't really do anything for Jericho because Jericho, I believe, was in the Money in the Bank matches here. Yes, he was. Um, Orton As was wrestled, Edge. Edge was too. Orton wrestled Taker. Yeah. Batista's and got uh, Triple H on his shoulders. Right. Yeah. sets that up and I think uh, ooh, ooh, was also, also in the Money in the, the Bank. Also in the Money in the Bank. Yeah. yeah. So, but you get, you get the WrestleMania main event set up from it. Yes. And you get a really good Edge and HBK feud that didn't go that long, but, you know, 
it's that setup. So it was a really, I thought it was really well booked. I think every, all six guys include, or all, um, earlier I called it eight guys, seven guys, huh? It um, is seven. Yeah, it's all seven guys, including HBK, work their asses off, but especially Triple H. Like, Triple H got a lot of shit talked about him in this era. He worked his fucking ass off in this match. He took yes, more he bad bumps than anybody. Um, so I love the match. So overall, to, since we have our new ranking system, the six I'm going to give this... Rating. Yeah, the six-pack rating on the strength of the main event, I'm going to give this three and a half, three and three-quarter beers. I'm with you. I'm right in that same neighborhood. I'm at three and a half. Okay. Yeah. If, if it was if if it was a mediocre main event, I'd give it like two beers. It but, would be low. Yes. But the main event really saved the show. It's worth watching this show for that match. Like skip all the other shit and go straight to this match. Fucking great match. And actually, I can't remember. I'd have to go watch some, but I, I don't. I can't off the top of my head think of an elimination chamber that I think was better. Right. I mean, had they shown Candice's feet, we're talking maybe four and a quarter stars on this. Maybe even four and a half. Yeah. But uh, without that solid main event, I'm, three and a half beers. I'm going to knock it yep. to three because don't mess with your camera crew. They're helping you. <laughs> <laughs> They're only there to get coverage. You don't need to have human flesh thrown on them. True. Yeah, this guy goes out of his way to go to Puerto Rico and you're throwing people at him. That man has a family. He does. <laughs> Rude. Uh, forgot to do this. Uh, Trish and Lita, second match of the night. Uh I would say hotter than uh, Taka versus Aguila, but uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, but yes. nowhere near as good of a match, obviously. Yeah, in terms of appearance, yes. Okay. Definitely have them beat. Well, I haven't seen Aguila without the mask, so I don't, I'm don't. i not prepared to commit to that assessment. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. You know? Yeah. But. Also, wasn't Lita was with Aguila, right? When she first showed up? Rios. Rios, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And. And I think that's it for um, our wrong pay-per-view review. <laughs> I think we recovered nicely. We can't, well done, Adam. We can't. Or we literally did this shit twice now. What the absolute fuck? <laughs> and both of it was uh, um, pay-per-views from 2005. Yeah, that's the kiss of death. Oh, God. <laughs> no yeah. more all five pay-per-views. So if we do a 2005 yeah, right, pay-per-view, like- brace yourselves. Yeah, who's going to watch the wrong WrestleMania when we do the 21 episode? Oh, that's going to be great, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I thought you meant the WrestleMania when I turned 21. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. That would be 15 for me, right? 15? 15? Oh, shit. You're going to make Yeah, 15. <laughs> that would have been like nine for you, right, Scott? Uh, uh, let's see. That would have been 21. That would have been 1995. That'd be, um, 11. 11. One of the worst of all time. Yeah. Well, mine might be, well, depending on how you say it, like, is it the WrestleMania after you turn 21 or the year that you turn 21? If it's the year I turn, that's 95. Otherwise, we're talking 96, which I'm okay with claiming 12. Okay. If it's the, yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. If it's the year I turn 21, it would be 15. If it's the year that I am 21, it would be 2000. Oh, that was a good WrestleMania also. 2000 was pretty good. 2000. So I'm going with that. Yeah, the first WrestleMania with no singles matches. Right, right. I'd ha- Drunk fact. I'd have to look. I, I, I don't know mine. But... Uh, what year did be- you turn 21? How old am I? Wasn't it 2008? Weren't you born in 87? Yes, 2008. So that'd be 24. 
WrestleMania 24. Oh, that, that 24 is a good one. one. You got us. 24 yeah. was uh, Detroit. That was Edge and Taker. Edge and Taker, no, uh, or, Flair, no, and HBK. No, Edge and Taker would be Orlando. Yeah, Orlando. Okay. 28. Oh, it was Orlando. Oh, no, that's no, right. I'm sorry. That's, wait, no, hold tw- on. That's 24, No, 24 dude. would be Detroit. Wait, 24? Yeah, 24 was Orlando. That was Orlando. 23 was Detroit. 24 was Orlando. Was 23 is Detroit. Yeah, it okay. was... It was yeah, it was uh, Taker and Edge. It was Flair and HBK. It was um, um, Floyd, Money, Mayweather, and Big Show. Yep. And it was JBL and Finley. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> throwing a yeah. throwing a trash can at Hornswoggle, point blank. Yeah, it was awesome. It was fucking All awesome. Right. <laughs> Sweet. I heard there were fu- that'll be our I heard s- there were fireworks that in that show s- in the stands, but you know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? I have a good story about that. You know what? That won't be our next WrestleMania because our next WrestleMania I already have on the docket. But maybe that'll be the one after because we haven't done a lot of shows from that era. Well, because you they know, all started we're... pushing like five hours. No, no, no. That's several years before that. We just haven't done a lot of um, Ruthless Aggression era. Um, that is true. Shows. Yeah. So that maybe that'll be. So maybe I already have our next WrestleMania lined up. Maybe that'll be the one after. Okay. Thank you. All right, let's wrap this up, We'll get to it, and that takes care of our show of, or at least their show and coverage of New Year's Revolution (laughs) 2005, and then my live reaction. You know, in in sports, you always do post-game reaction. I always say, here's my post-game reaction. (gasps) Something like that. I I think we might be the first podcast to ever do a review slash watch-along. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I mean, yeah. it, it was a I mean? watch along, yeah. skipping through, but but it, Scott said it worked uh, during your one of your urination breaks. So, well, let, let yeah, I enjoyed yeah, it. Let's see if uh, this happens again, and if it does happen again, we'll uh, see who fucked up. Uh, we'll do our best. It'll be me. <laughs> yeah, this hybrid model worked out pretty well. It wasn't yeah. planned, but I think it worked well. Yeah, it's not the worst episode we've ever done. The Hogan, ti- you know, what I mean, we're never going to do worse than the Hogan titles reigns or but- Tuesday in Texas. But but still, the last time we fucked it up with uh, Unforgiven, that was that is still a fantastic episode. It's up there. Uh, that takes care of our coverage of the show. What would you think of this uh, pay-per-view when watching it? Uh, I didn't. And uh, what do you think of our coverage of it? Please let us know on the social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Wrestling underscore drunk. Please tell your family, friends, heels, and faces to like, share, and subscribe to our show. Please leave reviews so that, uh, or keep pushing if... Uh, if Tim Apple uh, prevents you, like, try to find a way to get that review posted, and then uh, it gives us recognition boosts and whatnot, and we could keep this drunk wrestling adventure going. On behalf of Eddie and Scott, I'm at reminding all of you to enjoy your buds, watch wrestling responsibly, drink like nobody's watching. We will see you all next time for another great episode. One, two, three. Tell me the right fucking show next time. Fucking disaster again. Bye, Ted. Dude, I can't believe that shit happened.